Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are listening to Real Men Feel with Andy Grant. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but all men can benefit from. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. And, you know, as this, uh, boy, as this worldwide pandemic continues and is ongoing, I really want to, I feel like I need to timestamp everything I'm doing here because this is not a news program. This is not a health information program, but uh, we're recording this March 23rd of 2020. So maybe you're looking back fondly on this crazy time where everything was shutting down across the world, or maybe it's gotten worse by the time you're hearing this. Either way, we're going to have a wonderful conversation. My guest today is mindset and business coach, Congle. <laughs> stumble on your first name all right my guest today is mindset and business coach colin dingelstadt he helps people achieve their goals and decrease stress welcome to the show colin i'm happy to be here that was so funny that was awesome man like like when you pronounce it properly like you did it perfectly way better than before the show like it was on point all right all right names are tricky so first off how are you doing I'm doing good. I literally got one of the last flights on the last day that you could travel from Europe to Miami. So I'm good. Like the weather is good here. Stores still have food. Uh, yeah, everything is shut down. My only goal for being here was literally to train. I actually did learn MMA from world champions and from world champion trainers. The gym has been closed. So I'm also a little bit stuck here. But at the same time, it's beautiful weather outside. I've got a pool. So life's pretty good. All right. So the plan that brought you to Miami has, has fallen through, but you're making the best of it. Yeah, I'm making the best of it. I'm uh, already working on my goal of running an ultra marathon and swimming at least five kilometers. Um, how much is that? Like four miles, something like that, three, four yeah. miles cool. uh, in one go. So I can practice in my pool. My pool is still open. Uh, government hasn't shut that down yet. <laughs> so should be good. So let's, let's jump right in. So it's, uh, I've had a brief conversation with you but before uh, setting up the show, and you seem to set some big goals for yourself and then just, just dive right into them. And like you, you went from the Netherlands to Miami to, to pursue this MMA goal. Is this how you've always operated? Uh, kind of, but I always did that at a lower, smaller scale. But now that my business is really taking off and people are actually making a lot more money because of me, um, especially in recessions, by the way, it's, it's an amazing time to be especially coaching consultant, um, not to be selling airplanes or something like that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but for almost everybody else who has the right systems, it's, it's really a good time uh, to be alive. So yeah, I started off with, I always had some small goals, but they evolved over time. And now I created a list in December of 2019, so a few months ago. And on my list was, I want to be really good at grip strength. I want to climb, uh, like, you know, the outer climbing, but then multi-pitch routes, which means that you can basically climb up any mountain 
uh, using different equipment. So I wanted to be really good at that. So that was my first call. So in January and February, I was in Budapest because my girlfriend also lives there. And I trained indoor climbing. Uh, I already have the certifications to do all of that. So yeah, check mark. Now it's just looking at the time to go to probably Italy. That's not the best time to go to now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or friends or whenever this pandemic uh, slows down, then I want to go in the mountains, go climbing. For March and April, possibly to, till May, it was learning MMA, mixed martial arts, uh, from the world's best. Uh, the goal was to at least make a professional fighter pay attention. <laughs> that was the goal. It wasn't any crazy goal. It was just to go all in, train two times a day for one or two months, and then just see what happens to my body. And also because I feel like I'm pretty fit, I'm working with um, Fred Bishi as my health coach, who is a, maybe to give your listeners a small overview about the guy, he's 90 years old. He sleeps three to four hours a night and he doesn't take any medication, nothing at all. He has tons of energy and is still able to run a marathon. So I was like, I want to learn from that guy. So we're doing that. Um, unfortunately, losing a bit of weight because apparently having too much weight on you um, isn't optimal so <laughs> working on that but it's, it's really intriguing to work with a guy and then combining that with optimal performance uh, getting to the same levels and then got a bunch of other goals throughout the year like being super flexible learning to do the full side split front split holding my breath for five minutes at the end of the year an ultra marathon uh, i want to work with some uh, memory champions to see if i can also remember a deck of cards and remember new languages really quickly and there are a bunch of cool goals in there it's a it's an exciting time to be alive wow wow so have you always been so interested in your own personal development yeah i was already reading the books and the on psychology and even business and personal development when i was 14 years old um, mainly because in the netherlands you could drink when you were 16 so everybody was drinking when they were 14 and 13 so that's really young. Now it's on. Now they, now they change it to eighteen. So now everybody's drinking at sixteen and fifteen. But when I was there, everybody was drinking at fourteen, thirteen. And I fairly quickly realized, even though I just get in that, yeah. When I went to my educate, did my education, I still drank like one, two, two times a day, uh, not a day, <laughs> a week. And I quickly realized that I was always in the same bar or the same place or the same club with the same people. And I could really easily see also my soccer club and that all the older people, the parents, people that we were supposed to look up to, they were doing the exact same thing as we were doing. And I just did, did one plus one is two. If I keep doing this, I will become them. And I didn't really see any point to becoming them. Mm. So yeah, that I started reading books and uh, YouTube was like on the rise. And I actually had access to like, some really high level influence, like, like some really high level people that were like, Hey, there's an other part, you know, <laughs> there's a whole other part. And then I finished my education and then I eventually started my coaching business. Um, and that went, went fairly well, even though it was mainly failure and struggling the first few years. Um, but it's now at a point where I can actually set pretty outrageous goals, hire the best experts, um, not spend too much time on my physical goals, maybe one to three hours a day and the rest of the time just spent time actually helping my clients get results because most people are not focusing on that like yeah. actually making sure your clients get results instead of being in this whole circle jerk of having one good testimonial and then basing your entire business around that and actually making sure they get results <laughs> which takes a bit more time because you have to be up to date you always need to be up to speed you need to learn from the best people also 
Um, but it has been good. It has been really good. Cool. So at, at that young age, when you're looking kind of at a possible future and saying, well, that's not what I want, you know, what did you want to become? Oh, I couldn't comprehend at all what I was going to do right now back then. It was more uh, to get an edge, to make sure that I wasn't doing what everybody else was doing, to just do something different, have an edge on some other people. It also helped me a lot with getting women. Um, or just a girlfriend for that matter because that's all I wanted. That helped me also a lot with that. Um, and eventually I just was led into it because I was already reading the books. And But I couldn't comprehend even starting my own business or going for it because everybody, because you are basically throughout your like, early childhood, if you go to school, you've been told that you're going to get a job, you're going to be have a stable income, uh, which was also a pretty big joke, which is something most people realize now. I should have realized 10 years ago in the last crisis that, yeah, if something happens, you are not in control, your job will be gone like that. Uh, at least in your business, you have control over it, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, depending on the person that you are. Um, but yeah, I just want to do something different. Um, yeah, we've just been educated in a way where we're supposed to have a job. So I couldn't comprehend it at that time. But I'm now, yeah, I just let me into it. I met the right people at the right time, followed the right people. And eventually I was just, let's take the leap. So what, was there a time that you did, did you pursue kind of a, a traditional job or did you go straight into launching your own business? So I finished my education as, um, well, here's where I have the background in the whole outdoor stuff and why I already have the certifications. It's because I did an education, which were, I was so lucky to be in the Netherlands, that we had an education on being an outdoor coordinator, which basically means that you would first be taught how to be an instructor. So being in front of groups, doing the climbing, rafting, kayaking, all that cool stuff with people. Um, I already had that. And then you get one level above that, how to manage a team, how to uh, yeah, really lead a team and then work in some place remote, which was the goal. Uh, because that was my initial goal. Okay, if I have to get a job, I want to have a really cool job. So I want to do something with outdoor. And then I want to do in the winter something with winter sports like snowboarding or um, skiing. That didn't happen because of circumstances with school. They scheduled the same <laughs> days to do the winter sports on the same days as they did the outdoor sports. So it overlapped. And so, yeah, that wasn't possible. And so I eventually just had the outdoor side, which was mainly in the summer and then in the uh, spring. But anyway, to, to make a long story short, I finished that and then I got super lucky because usually you, you need to work your way up in one of those companies. So you start off low as an instructor, uh, you have people above you, but I got really lucky. I just got placed in Italy, uh, worked for a new company and they just put me in charge of uh, the entire auto program. And just having a small team around, uh, underneath me and managing all of those people and having 50 to 150 people every week coming in that I needed to manage to make sure everything was going all right, doing activities with them, making sure that the logistics were on point. Um, the downside to that was, was that the company wasn't that good. They, they really lacked some key areas. So I was working 12 hours a day at least, uh, seven days a week, no breaks, just constantly working. The upside was that I learned so, so much in such a short time. But by the end of like the three-month period of the summer, I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm not making so much money. And I feel like I've, I've got the experience as I, that I would normally have in the next three to five years anyway. Um, so what's next? And then I, well, I was like, what's next? What can I do? Should I go to another education, a university degree? I was like, mm, 
can I do? And then I luckily met a few people that were on the campsite that were business owners. And they were all like, Colin, like, look, look at what you can do. Like, you work really hard. You have to work ethic. You seem to be smart. You're on point. You don't make mistakes. Often you go all in. Start your business. It doesn't matter what you do. You'll make it happen. And even if it takes you five years, that will be the same time as an education takes anyway. But now there's exponential growth. Now you can actually scale to the moon. Plus you will be in control in case something happens. And that's what I did. Then I started off with drop shipping and with selling other people's products, affiliate marketing. And I tried all those different things. And I was like, wait a minute, I got all this experience reading already the books, watching the uh, people that I thought were really good at mindset, that re- really good at taking you to the next level in life. Why do I not just try to teach people with one-on-one with coaching? Um, and I did one Facebook post, I think now about four years ago, with simply a message like, hey, who wants a free session on stress? <laughs> and 10 people responded and I got my first client in the second day at a hundred bucks per hour. And then I was kind of hooked. Mm. I was like, okay, this works. It only turned out that the client was suicidal and a bunch of things happened that were way out, outside of my league, but uh, everybody had given up on her. So I was like, let's just try it. Um, if it doesn't work out, then yeah, I was the last person that she'll probably see, but let's just try it because otherwise bad things will happen anyway to her. So I was actually the first person who actually believed in her. Like she had a really rough upbringing. Like she was taken to another country, like abused, like in those kind of cults. And she never really got to live her own life. Like she had the money, she had all the achieved that, but she couldn't live her own life. So within three weeks, and I also worked before that already, I did a bunch of courses. I wrote with Tom Stone and Tim Neal on how to resolve trauma. Um, so I could apply all of that to it. And then it turned out that she got great results in three weeks. She decided to do a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which is just sitting there contemplating life, saying nothing. And then after that, she decided to travel the world. (laughs) And so she seems to be thriving right now. I met her a few times, like just through Zoom, uh, message or whatever we, the form of communication we had. She seems to be doing really, really well. So that was a really great success story with my first experience of actually making some money. Mm and then I stayed in that industry and then I moved a few levels up to uh, technology uh, executives and CEOs. And then I eventually work now mainly with business owners and it's going well, like it's going really well, cool. but not to forget that I've just been failing the first few years, like yeah. constant failure. <laughs> Slowly the tables are turning now. I actually have something, a giant database of everything, what not to do did all the programs did all the courses i'm like okay here's the path that does work that will actually get your results uh, pretty fast and that seems to be working really well clients are getting really great results cool and i wonder if uh from those early days of lots of success and failure and just promoting on asking for people on facebook um to working with ceos are are the kind of base issues that are troubling people are they the same or are they vastly different Exactly the same. Everybody's the same. It's um, well that that's not completely true because when I was working with people with a bit more dark energy, the, the lower vibrations, um, you could feel it. Me as a person, I'm pretty obsessive. I I need to make sure that my clients get results. Uh, otherwise, I think it's my mistake, um, which I've learned to let go. But especially when I started off, I wanted that and that tracked me down a little bit. Um, if you're constantly around those people, but. A few of them also just don't show up, don't value your time because they don't really have jobs. They 
haven't really learned the ability ability to execute on something. And the biggest difference when I worked with people that were at a higher level, the only difference was that they actually showed up and were able to execute and had the ability to pay more money for what they wanted, which were just a plus, a plus, a plus. But the methods were really similar. It was now just a little bit more uh, fast-paced, aimed at business on on high-level executives and CEOs. Um, And they they loved it. Like It worked really well because the way I work is going back to your past, dissecting everything, figuring out all the common themes and all the events that you uh, forgot about but that were pretty painful and understanding why they've yeah what they did to you because usually at the time most people are not able to process a bad experience properly and it just happens to them and you first want to understand why it happened and the common teams and you will usually realize that between the five to ten common teams negative common teams have been running your life about patterns that have been coming up over and over and over again and they can actually work on breaking through that the other thing is that you then want to get rid of the energy behind those experiences. Because if you have nightmares or you have struggles or you still wake up at night or you still hate somebody, you don't truly own your mind. Like you will always be slave to the other person. Um, and you want to let go of that. Not even for, for the other person, but just for yourself so that you can move on as a person. And it's not to say that... I learned this from the Dalai Lama of reading all his books. But what he is saying is like he was, well, basically kicked out of his own country. China took over, killed a bunch of people, raped a bunch of people. That were his people. He had to escape. He barely escaped. And the only thing that he was doing is he was praying for the people that were actually killing his people just to forgive them and to let go of them. Um, Not for them, but the only reason what he said is like, I had to move on. Like I could not be stuck in hatred and sadness because that would have ruined my life so the whole thing about forgiveness and letting go of things is not for the other person it's for yourself mm. so they don't run your mind anymore that's a big thing that most people don't get and you yeah. don't forget the event but you do forgive and then the event becomes kind of neutral and then the energy is gone <laughs> that makes life a lot easier and then you can look at the future and living in the present moment but a lot of people are still run by their past experiences which right. is really sad to see yeah and, and this I, I see this over and over with myself and, and my clients too that people think it's something they don't know it is a class it's like they think what's what's holding them back is they don't know something but it's really about you haven't experienced something you haven't let something emotional or traumatic you haven't let it like pass through you haven't dealt with it and and that puts the blinders on all of us yeah it's scary but also at the same time most people I'm not really in control of the mind anyway, because if I would say focus on, on this pen that I now have in front of me for 30 seconds without and any thoughts entering your mind, just focusing on the pen. Most people cannot do that. The first thought will be like focus on the pen and then they already lost focus. <laughs> and then the news will come up and then different things in the mind will come up and they have this constant dialogue between, dialogue between one voice in their mind versus the other voice in their mind and just going back and forth and arguing and thinking about things. Instead of just being there, actually enjoying the moment, and you're not supposed to have 24-7 thoughts coming into your mind because your whole subconscious mind is just feeding you ideas. And you can go beyond that by limp, like just instead of it being like a cascading waterfall of ideas that, that just pop into your mind randomly, making it more like a river that you can actually navigate. Um, but even just help changing those ideas that you have in your mind to something more positive. 
a whole subconscious mind is made uh, is, is created by all the things that you absorbed. And what I mean by that is just all the experiences experiences you had with teachers, parents, um, school system, media, everything that you absorbed in your life has created your subconscious mind. And that's feeding you ideas. Also part genetics, but it's, that's feeding you ideas. And you can choose to listen to it or not. But the first thing that you want to do, if you don't even want to take control of those thoughts, at least change your subconscious mind so that you will at least be fed positive ideas and that you at least don't be, that you're not dragged down by everything that your subconscious mind is feeding you. That usually helps a lot. And just looking at what you do, do you look at the media all the time? Do you look at, are you really fearful? Do you look at horror movies or whatever it is that can potentially limit you or other people in your household or other people close to you that limit your dreams or holding you back or are bullying you all the time sure you can go beyond that and not be affected by that too much but at least fix the cause when you can and then life will become a lot easier and then the next transitions will be also a lot easier to make so it sounds like it's paying attention to what you're feeding your mind not so it's You've had all the past conditioning, everything gone through, and there's also currently, what are you feeding it? And because people can be just refeeding themselves the past and, and ruminating and constantly focusing on what didn't work and not to the point of learning something from it, just focusing on that didn't work. I'm, I stink. I can't do anything. And there's that yeah. trap. So what, what helps people get present? I did it through a bunch of multiple ways. The first one is you need, you need to deal with your past. There's so much energy stored in your body or energy that's attached to those emotions that you just need to figure out why you've become the person that you are and then let go of all the experiences that have been holding you back. That makes everything so much easier. Like that will free up a lot of energy that will really free up your mind. Another thing is you need to have something to look forward to in the future. So making sure that you don't, that you're not broke or that you don't have a really sad future to look forward to because that's really difficult. So, and once you fix your past and you move towards a brighter future, that be, and it, becomes, it really becomes a lot easier to then you just be in the present moment. The next step that you want to do is you want to pay attention to your things that you're feeding yourself. And not just that, but also pay attention to that thoughts that your subconscious mind is feeding you and the feelings and emotions, that's not you. That's not you as a person. You are the person who is experiencing and observing things. That's you. You are not per se the feelings and thoughts and random events that people portray you as. You are also not the person that other people think you are. No, you are you. Like you are you. It's that simple. You are you. And then you can go one step further and try different types of meditations. I have different visualization exercises that ingrained even faster. Um, but a great way to start is, for example, shamatha meditation. It's a meditation aimed at focus. So they have 10 stages on it. And the first stage is to focusing, for example, just on a pen again for five seconds. Stage one, check. Stage 10 would be that you have to go to retreats and have to be doing it for a little while. Uh, almost nobody will reach the stage. But then you can focus on that pen for at least four and a half hours minimum without any thoughts entering your mind. And how that relates to business or to your work is that whenever you choose to do something, there will not, there will not be any thought that will be distracting you and you can just focus on that one thing. Mm -hmm. And they go one step further and then you have to you can focus on awareness, but you can focus on awareness of awareness itself for four and a half hours and then you achieved shamatha stage 10. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not there. Most people will be 
very happy just being at stage three, which is just focusing for like four or five minutes on something. And whenever they choose to, that they can focus on a new thing. Mm. Uh, Cause most people, when a song pops in their mind, they don't have any way to get it out of them. <laughs> like they're like, why is this song in my head? And they bang their head and they're like, why doesn't it get out? Like you can feed control of that, but that also shows that you're not in control right now, that any external influence can influence you, which is not always the best if you believe in free will. Like you really don't have free will if that happens. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So is, is there an ideal mindset that's best for everyone or is it really individual? Um, it, well, you can go really deep in this. You can also go as the best. You're not really, mindset is maybe just a made up thing. Your mind isn't really real. Like what is real that is that you are experiencing things and that you're seeing things. That's real. Your mind is just made up out of everything that has happened to you. And it doesn't even have to be you per se. Um, but an ideal mindset would always be just to stay open. Whatever happens to you, relax your posture, keep breathing and embrace whatever feeling that, it, that happens in that event and just don't judge it. It's just the feeling. And then um, another thing that will be an ideal mindset is, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just stay open. Just stay open as a human being. Don't close off ever. That's the, that, that works for everybody. Don't close off ever, no matter what happens. And allow every experience to happen without judging it per se. So, so judgment really seems to be key. And so is, is when we stop and, and focus on one thing and, and judge it as good or bad, is, is that where the trouble really starts? Yeah, because an experience is just an experience. If you look at nature and you look at a lion killing a deer, it's not per se good or bad because you can either be like, oh, that lion was just doing it to feed uh, his or her children. Or... You can look at the deer or the zebra, whoever it is, and be like, oh, poor animal, it's getting killed, it's getting murdered. It depends on perspective. And you as a human being can attach a perspective to whatever you want. So you can really choose what you value, the way you want to live your life. And if you go one step further in nature and in like the universe doesn't really judge anything at all. It's just there. It's just a thing that happens. Now, judging is really powerful if you want to reflect back or you want to look forward or you want to make certain decisions. That's why I said don't judge per se. It's really useful in certain situations. But if you want to go for happiness and being present and actually experiencing life and actually being awake, then judging isn't the right thing to do because the second you as a human being put your, um, put your opinion onto something, you will change that experience. If I say that that zebra or poor zebra, I now change the experience. If I say, oh, that's an amazing lion, so courageous that he's feeding his family, like I change the experience again, instead of just seeing it as what it is. And that's what you see as the observer, whatever happens to you, whatever you feel, and then just embrace that. Mm. Same with happiness. You don't need to be happy. You don't need to be happy by external things. You can lower your happiness whenever you want. I can, I can throw here my, my phone laugh right here. I can throw it in the air. <laughs> you can already see me smile because it, I, might, I might drop it and then I'll just look, break a phone of like 800 bucks. <laughs> but it's, it's that easy. You, you really can lower your standard for being happy. You, you really don't need that much. And the whole game of winning at life is just to live below your means. It's, it's that simple. You will never win the external game. Almost never. 
it will always be your next thing. But realizing that you don't need much and you actually lower your expectation for what you need, that will become your new normal. And then you can actually be happy with much less. You can, I always compare it to just sitting on a bench with a friend in the sunshine. When it's nice weather, you're just talking, actually having a great time, you're laughing. Versus the billionaire who's now working 16 hours a day, just working his ass off. Like, I'm not judging the billionaire or saying that he's less happy, but most people would choose the other one. So you really don't need that much to be happy. It's, uh, it's actually very simple. Just yeah. lower your standards. So you say we, it, it's, it's impossible, and I agree, to win the external game because there's always more. There's always someone you, else you see with more and you think, well, I've got to have their version of more or, or whatever it is. So, but would you, is the internal game happiness or is it something else? I think the internal game is, uh, for most people, is happiness, experiences, and joy. I think that's the game for most people. But most people don't, like, they can, uh, almost everybody can agree, okay, that's the game of life. But most people don't play by the rules that you think the game of life is. You get conditioned by, oh, I need the next thing. I need this thing to be happy. Oh, I need, and by all means, go for it. But don't let it limit you. Don't let it limit your happiness. Because the second you get that external thing, within a few months, it will become your new norm. And you will not feel any different. Maybe one to two percent. It, it will not really not make a difference. It's, it's that whole notion of enjoy the journey, not the destination. Mm. So if you because you, you set goals and you seem to enjoy the process of pursuing the goal, you don't just you're not just oh I'm miserable and working hard and everything stinks. Oh good, I got to the end. It, it's it's crazy if you think about it because just look at a video game. Play a video game. It's about the journey. It's not that I give you all the cheat codes at the end to kill every boss within uh, one second. It will be so boring to play a video game that way. Right. And yet, that's a real rep- representation of how you're living your life. Like you're trying to get to the end, but then you realize it was all empty. It was, you, you did it for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like people run a race as fast as they can, and, but there's no finish line. Because it, it wasn't a race to begin with. Yeah, and you will never get out of it. If you're not happy now, you will not be happy when you, when you have that. Or at least short term, you will always go back to your default state. Yeah. Unless you upgrade your default state. Mm-hmm. So have, have, has happiness come easily to you always? Or did, did it take some work on your part? Mm, it, it's difficult, first of all. Yeah, it took so, so much work. But as you probably also realize is once you kind of attain a higher level of happiness you don't really think back about the way you were because it now has but you, you've just become it so <laughs> same with really good coaches or consultants who overcame something and they became the expert it's sometimes hard to relate back because you're not that person anymore because if you've done it right you are not that person anymore you are well you can also say that you the person that you are is dying every day because you're not the same person as you were 10 years ago there's probably a giant gap unless you're doing what a lot of people are doing and doing the same thing over and over again. But even just when you were five years old, you are completely different from when you were five years old and now. So you could say the five-year-old self is already dead. That person is not living anymore. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was your question? <laughs> was happiness always something that came naturally for you or did it take some work at some point in your life? Yeah, no, it, it took a lot of struggle. I know, I know that when I, for example, was bullied when I was younger, like everybody is, um, not to a great extent, but just 
uh, like most people experience. Uh, I always had these voices in my mind, even if I was just, well, I come from the Netherlands, riding on my bike back home. I always has, have had this voice in my mind, like, oh, what if those people judge you? Oh, what if this, those people think that you look, look bad? Or what if these people uh, are there to hurt you or whatever it is? I always had this really dark, negative voice um, that sometimes came out. Um, and sometimes I was happy, but I wasn't in control whatsoever. I was very insecure. I think you could say it that way. I was probably normal, a little bit below normal. But for most people, from what I'm looking at right now, that I was so insecure. Like, I couldn't really make a stand for myself. Yet the nuance was I was also stubborn. So that really helped me, like, when I was 14, 15, 16, to make those decisions. Um, but I was super insecure at the same time. I didn't want anybody to know that I was reading those books. I didn't want anybody to know that I was following those people. I didn't want to share that. That was just for me. <laughs> that was just a thing I did for me. And then I started seeing results, and I still didn't share it. Like I, I shared it when I was like maybe 18. I started to talk, talk about it a little bit. Um, and I still, I didn't want to have any strange looks because I came from a small town where everybody, if, if I did something bad, everybody would know it within seven minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, so I was, yeah, I always had those judgmental things in my mind and I was severely limiting my happiness um, because everybody as a child is super happy. Like there are very few children unless you've, well, you mess the child up by being super unhealthy yourself. And then you get children or you, you put a lot of, some things are messed up. Not every child is happy, but on average, most healthy children, every happy child, every healthy child is super happy. It's just super happy until they see what the world really is or what you really are as a person, because they are looking at you as a parent, they're looking at you. And at the age of like seven, eight, they start to become a little bit less happy. And then they go a little bit in this downward trend. Um, and then they become really scared of everything and they become judgmental and they want to lock themselves up in a room and just play video games, escape the world, not escape reality. And that's super sad to hear. And yeah, it's kind of so, sad. So when you realized you wanted to change yourself and you were reading books and following different programs, but you wanted to keep that, you didn't, you wanted to keep that a secret. Mm-hmm. Was it was it a was it fear of people knowing that you weren't happy now? What, like, do, do you even even aware of it now? Like, what yeah, what, it, what was it, it? It was judgment of being different, or judgment of being weird. Yeah. I, I you, now it now comes to my mind. Even when I was looking at, for example, a YouTube video, I would click that away. If I heard somebody in the vicinity of my area, I would click that one away right away. I wouldn't want anybody to see it. That's that's kind of the level where I was at. Right. Like, I would be, I would kill my history if I, if I had to is it being seen as someone wanting to better yourself was the thing you didn't want to be known or was it that they would assume that oh you're not as happy as maybe you're trying to convince them that you are it was more that nobody was doing it. in my entire village nobody was looking at self-development like YouTube was just that like it was just there so most people had no clue about first of all what it was First of all, everybody thought it was a scam. First of all, everybody um, was like, just stay in your lane. Like, do what you want. Just get a job, get a good degree. Um, don't think about all stuff because you're not going to, you will never have that. You will just not. So I, I wasn't even, I just didn't want to go through the judgment that I would get anyway, because most people still are not ready to even hear any of the information that I was learning when I was 14 years old. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. 
this is this is quite amazing to me because I, I I as an American my my vision of the Netherlands is more progressive and and open and encouraging kind of culture, but so like is this notion of not seeming different not 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 challenging what you've been conditioned to do as a as a young man is is that you know common across the whole culture or is it because you're in a small town you know where do you think it was coming from it's still a certain extent like we're really free and progressive in the sense of well we could smoke weed like forever like before you guys even caught on to it we, we could do certain types of drugs you could just buy them in the store you could buy mushrooms in the store like like that we all had that and because everybody had that nobody was doing oh, nobody not that many people were doing it compared to what you would think mm-hmm. uh, which is what you guys are also are catching on to um still needs to balance out a little bit in the u.s like too many people are doing it but uh it's um it's progressive it's progressive to a certain extent they're pretty open-minded until you reach a limit like everybody has to double of what they think is reality and just by doing that i would already have been out of that hmm. especially because i came from a small town and that's a little bit less progressive um, but if i was in a big city that would have maybe been okay but so many different people <laughs> so yeah. many different people hmm. so so these days what sort of processes or discussions like what, what's your favorite thing to do with a client today I'm actually looking at what their why is. Like, what is their reason for being on this earth? And then going one step further and looking at what is the deeper feeling that they're actually after. Like, the external thing is great that you will get that. And you, like, like an example I have, I have now a woman that I'm working with. She has a three-year-old daughter. She she has, um, the three-year-old daughter has, like, blonde hair, super small, super cute. And she wants to homeschool her just because um, there's a lot of, yeah, bad influence, bad influence in, in the environment. And there are a lot of, there were a few shootings there and she just wants to save her daughter and homeschool her and then get her husband out of the job that he hates and then just create a life there where they can travel and they can actually hire the best teachers for their daughter. Um, and that's where I come in with the whole business advice, uh, helping people start their business, uh, especially coaching consultants. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking at the mindset because I always look at three things. Like people need to have a goal. That's important. But just the goal will not get you there. Visualization and the law of attraction is super big, but it will not get you there. You need processes that will allow you to automatically achieve the goal. A weight loss example would be stop eating uh, for seven days and just drink water. I don't care who you are. You will automatically achieve your goal of losing weight. I try with my business to get as close to uh, processes that will allow you to automatically reach your goal. Uh, especially in business, especially in mindset, uh, that will get you there where you minimize your time uh, while maximizing your efforts. But then the next step would be, are you the kind of person who's able to execute on that process? Because most people are not. Most people are not, especially when they finally find something that actually works. They now have to face themselves. Same what happens with a lot of people who want to lose weight. Most people know how to lose weight, at least to some extent. Like eat a little bit less, eat better food, like eat your fruits and vegetables, uh, get rid of all the bad stuff, um, drink more water. Like it, it's, not, it's really not that difficult to lose weight if you wanted to, but you're not the kind of person who's able to achieve that goal. So you need to work at the kind of person that you, that you need to be in order to, for you to achieve the goal. 
and then already live in that reality. Same with the deep feeling that you want. What are the feelings that, you, that you're after? Just feeling at peace with yourself, just feeling happy. You already want to live um, from those experiences right now because then you will attract the life that you want way, way faster. Um, and then you can look at how you want to celebrate and uh, that stuff. That's all really cool. But yeah, goal, process, person. Uh, yeah, and just having a really deep why on why you're doing things. And that gives me the greatest joy, just figuring out that why and actually having something to live for. Because most people, I would argue that most people are not even living. They're just going through the motion. They're just like a few cells going through an existence that they haven't really chosen or they don't really have free will at all. Um, so just waking up, like wake up, <laughs> like wake up. Don't just be now listening to this podcast and not being engaged or doing different things at the same time. Like actually wake up, live the life that you want to live, take chances, take risks. Because at the same time, it all doesn't matter. <laughs> like, even if you live 120, if you live 200 years, that's nothing compared to the universe. Like, you are this. You are gone. Like, nobody will remember you. Even Bill Gates, even all the, even Elon Musk, nobody will remember him in a billion years from now. Nobody. <laughs> so, yeah, realizing that it's pointless and then just choosing to do it for yourself <laughs> anyway, just because you're now in this human experience and you can just make the best of it. Um, and it will go by anyway. It will go by anyway. Do you encourage people to kind of define a why only for business or also for kind of their overall life experience or, or what does that fit in? Both. Like both. It's, it's usually the same. You just need to have something to live for. Like you, and that's usually greater than yourself. It's really hard to be super selfish and make it work. You will get stumbling blocks. But at the same time, while most people cannot execute or go beyond the limits, like once you reach that, you also need to realize that you have control muscles and you have release muscles. Like you cannot always be controlling and always working all the time. You need to release. You need time for your muscles, for your mind to actually unwind and actually recover. Like that's why the people who are working 16 hours a day, that's cool, but you will burn out. There will be a chance that you will burn out or you will die early. And well... It's all too short, but at least try to extend your life the best you can because you will also just have more energy and you will be happier, which is the goal most people have anyway, living a happy life where they actually have experiences and actually making a difference, being useful. You, you've mentioned the importance of goals and you talked about some of your own goals, but uh, are there some common mistakes that people make when setting goals? It's, um, it's usually time. <laughs> people over... Uh, like people over what is overestimate? People underestimate the time it will take because they are not willing to pay somebody who's been there, done that, um, to get there faster. So if you now decide to do something completely different, you will have a really hard time thinking about how long it will take you. So whatever you go, you set, you will probably not make it and you will get discouraged. But if you have somebody who's been there, done that, you don't even need to pay for it. But it's usually the best way because the person will actually take time for it. But if you have somebody in your circle of influence that has been there, done that, and you talk to that person and he gives you the processes and it's like, I think you can do it in six months, then that's a pretty accurate estimate. Mm -hmm. But most people just, oh, well, all the other things that they don't set specific goals. And at the same time, keeping in mind that you need to be really flexible because we move really fast in this day and age. The goal needs to be able to tweak within a second. Um, but you need to be specific too. 
you need to be specific. Hmm. Now, this time especially is a very stressful time. There's a lot of fear and worry. People have concerns about a lot of people have already lost their jobs. People might be concerned about losing jobs. Um, even s- small businesses or self-employed still maybe are unable to actually see clients in person. Do you have any techniques or tips for what people can do to kind of decrease the stress they might be feeling these days? Yeah. First of all, realize that it was really predictable. It was really predictable that something like this happens. Maybe not the response for everybody, but it was really predictable. Yeah, having outbreaks every one to three years anyway. It's not really weird that this is happening right now. Um, we put sick, filthy animals, too many of them in closed containers where it's just waiting for a virus or something to happen. We do that. We are messing up the planet. We're not really taking care of our oceans or air quality. If you look at China, they don't even have clean air anymore in the big cities. Even uh, North American cities don't have that. Uh, there are a lot of things that we should do different. And then if you look at the next level, if you look just at the stats, um, I was looking at it and 45% of all Americans are obese around that percentage. And we are sacred as a species than ever. Like it's kind of normal that we give those viruses and everything the right terrain to just, yeah, take over. Not to say that maybe this is taken a little bit out of proportion. And if you look at the real data, it's it the numbers can be screwed. Like it, it doesn't have to be this bad because hospitals cannot take on everybody. Not everybody gets tested. So let's say a thousand people have it, but they just take on the hundred most sick people in the wherever they can find they put them in the hospital they try to make them better 10 people die of the sickest people that means that there's a 10 percent death rate or it's i think it's seven now but we're not looking at the other 900 that didn't get in the hospital they just recovered fine because most people just recover fine from this it doesn't take that long it's just actually sitting out um make sure that you do everything to optimize your immune system and you will be fine unless you have some respiratory disease or excluding that, but you will be fine. But the numbers can be screwed. Like maybe a lot more people have this and a thousand people have this and only 10 people that. It's still a lot, but now it's just 1%. And yeah, there are a lot of things that can be done better. I was also looking at the numbers of testing and everybody who's tested this, like I, I don't want to now screw the numbers myself, but you should look into this yourself. But a huge number of the tests, they test positive while they are not positive. They actually already did the research on it. It's because the USA made a different test than what the World Health Organization and what is doing. They made a different test because they thought they could do better. But there are quite a few um, yeah, cases who are positive that were just not positive. And even cases that are negative, but they were positive. So there are a few things that you have to think about. The other thing that you have to think about is that almost everything is shut down, but all the media companies are still running. Like, why is that? <laughs> why are all the media companies still running? And why are they running on, it seems like 200% of the speed. And why is everybody listening so much to it instead of going to the top straight away? Why are you not listening to the best expert on, um, on viruses? Why haven't you figured this people out and then just listen to them and get the real updates? instead of constantly being around in this whole fear mode and to go to the other side, it also has some positives. The world can finally breathe. Everybody realizes, Hey, we don't really need to go to factories anymore to work. We can just do almost everything at home. We can 
um, we can actually enjoy our family right now. We can spend some time with them. We, most people were never there for them. So now play some board games. Like you guys are all together, like have fun. Actually spend some time in the sunshine. Do everything that you can yourself to optimize your immune system. Like <laughs> spend, like spend quality money on food if you have food at all. Um, drink quality water. Get in the sun. Vitamin D. <laughs> Just do the normal things that everybody knows that they should do but never did. And then you will be less, way less likely to, to, do, to actually get the virus anyway. And the reason that there's a tree like that only three people can get it from one person is because the virus needs RNA to reproduce and it becomes weaker every, per, every time it gets from person to person. So that's why you can only like give the virus to three people and then it's so weak that you, it cannot go to the next one. Hmm. Um, also realize that not everybody <laughs> will get the virus. If I sneeze in public, not everybody will get the flu or will get sick from it. Um, not everybody will get the virus. Only the people who are compromised in the immune system will get the virus. For the most case, some exceptions there. But just do what you can with what you have. Like really optimize what you have. And stay in your lane. Please stay in your lane. Don't now go to the stock market. Or don't go buying houses or don't buy businesses. The time to, profit, the time to prepare for that was a year ago or longer. Don't suddenly make the switch in three days because now you think it's the time. No, you are, you are too late. Like you'll probably lose a lot of money. Um, there will be exceptions. A lot of people will make money with very little experience, but the majority of people will probably lose money the second they start switching uh, their gears. Like that's why prevention and preparing for things is so important. Like my business and the business of my clients are thriving because I already thought about this. I knew that something was like this was going to happen. Real good coaches and consultants, they are thriving right now because it's not, it's not influencing them that much. They just keep going anyway. The playing field is empty. Like everybody's hiding. Nobody's doing what we're doing, still having the podcast, still moving forward. Um, it's much easier to get clients right now if you have a system um, than it has in the last year, even though we were already living in the best time. Um, to conclude my uh, little rant <laughs> on the things that I think about things. <laughs> so with, with you be, you're now in Miami and you're, it, it seems you're going to be there longer than you planned. It's, is it having very little impact on your business? Yeah. I'm actually, my whole calendar is booked with people who want to go in. And now it's my job not to be picky with who I'm working with. It's um, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's going well. It's just that I have less social contacts because everybody's hiding yeah. but yeah i still have some uh, great friends that are visiting me um got a pool do all my things it's um still go out for a run outside it's um yeah just stay a little bit away from people <laughs> if you stay just one and a half meters away from other people then the virus cannot even hit you so if you're already concerned about that that will not really do anything to it if you want wear a mouth cap because the virus can't even penetrate a mouth cap it's not that insanely strong as we're thinking it's awful, but if you just wear a mouth cap, it cannot go through that. Uh, wash your hands, um, do the simple things. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm thriving. My business is going really well. It's uh, I'm having more. I'm having too many clients. It's uh, it's going good. Like plus, like everything is still here. Like fresh air. I can still be in the sun. I, I I'm not confined to a really small house, so that's good. Um, I can still do all the things I'm doing. The world is just taking a break, basically. And at the same time, I think the bigger threat is the economy will just collapse even more. Like, right. yeah, I, I find more people more people threat. are afraid of that. Yeah, more, yeah. The, the fear and the stress that I'm seeing for people is about 
the economy, the their jobs, employment. It's not. Yeah. I don't. I don't hear people worried about getting sick. It's mm. that everything is shutting down, and how long that 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 unknown of how long might this go, and what changes are we going through that might be permanent. It's it's so crazy to think about because we we now it's also a part of the politicians' game because they're not really health doctors like they try to do their best. I'm sure of it, but they're also protecting next year's or this year's election. Um, they don't want to do anything drastic, so shut everything down. But they will probably end up in another crisis or already in a little bit of a crisis. I think that's the bigger threat. Like I think that the coronavirus is less important than the crisis that we're going to get unless we were going to get the crisis anyway and the coronavirus is just covering things up or making things uh, just not a reason why we're going to get it Um, but that's scary yeah it's scary if you don't have your own business because you yeah you you cannot maneuver anyway you've always been believed to that a job will give you security but as everybody in the airplane companies knows uh, you're gone job is gone so yeah it's a tricky time some people will make money. Some people will lose a lot of money. Most people will lose a lot of money, um, especially people who want to retire right now. Really bad time to retire. <laughs> like, so, so, so for those people, so those people that you know, things have gotten worse economically, and there's a lot of fear there. How can you keep your mindset positive when you're when you're when that's your circumstance? Well, first of all, don't look at what everybody else is doing. Don't follow the media per se. Follow just the people that are real experts who are really giving you the right data without amplifying anything. Uh, do the best you can. And just do the best you can with what you have. Focus on yourself. Now is the time to double down on yourself. Everybody's hiding. Everybody's holding the money. Everybody is scared. Do the best you can with what you have right now. If your job, if, if your goal is to get a job, then double down on studying about the job or the best way to get a job. Or move your do realize, hey, I've been doing this job for 15 years. I can I've just I can do it from home. Um, and even to go one step further, I can just start my business doing this. Because then I can actually now move forward instead of being not getting any income because even working at home has been shut down. Uh, maybe I can start a little business. Maybe I can already do something with what I have right now. And yeah, don't get caught up in the hype of fear. Because fear even will lower your immune system and then you will be even more vulnerable in getting it anyway. You're better off just being completely ignorant and not knowing anything about this because your immune system will be stronger <laughs> than actually to be in this fear panic mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's difficult. It's uh, also a muscle. Like you have to train to not be afraid. You have to train to be happy. You have to train to uh, be open all the time. It's, um, yeah, it's difficult. Cool. So you mentioned... You didn't get specific, but you took that you did lots of books and programs and following different people. I, I wonder if there is a particular a book, a program that that's helped you that you want to call out and share with people. Um, I really liked. Um, well, I like so many books. <laughs> I really liked the Journeys of Socrates, and that's the book that comes after, actually, before the Peaceful Warrior, which is just a book that really explains to you look. You're studying your head. These things are not normal, what you think that are normal. They take you on a journey of one person going from nothing to hero, basically what all good books are. While they give you a few tools, just simply just live below your means. Just all the simple things that you know you should be doing, but actually do them. 
Mm. Um, don't eat a little bit less. Eat better quality food. Um, if you don't be a slave to your mind, like do what you can. It's a pretty inspirational book. Um, recommend reading the the Peaceful Warrior first uh, by Dan Millman. And then once you read that, because the teacher is called Socrates, his actual name is a Russian name, um, Sergei Ivanov, I think, out of my mind. Um, but that's the mentor who's teaching him all that stuff. And then the book that I recommend is the book where you can see the mentor's journey from beginning of starting in a military camp, like being having nothing, no parents, parents, parent died from alcohol. Um, a lot of bad things happened to that person. And then how he eventually overcame it. And this person goes through probably one of the worst lives you can possibly think about. His baby being killed in front of him. Uh, his wife being yeah, snapped at the neck right in front of him. Completely being like at a loss. Just going on a journey of revenge and then eventually finding peace. Hmm. Uh, that's the book of the Peaceful Warrior after, afterwards. But it's a, it's a good book. It's a good cool. book. And, and what's the best way for people to get in touch with you, find out what you're up to? Um, yeah, I have all the funnels. You can go to my website, beyondsocialconditioning.com. Uh, I think the easiest way to do is really, really just to go to my Facebook page. Just go to my personal Facebook page, add me as a friend, and send me a personal message with whatever issue you have. I will probably not able to take you on as a client anyway, but I want to do my best to help you in any way I can. So if you have a question or if you have an issue that you're struggling with, I can at least do the best I can with what I have um, by just responding to your message and seeing what I can do in your situation, just helping out with a message, like free. I, I'm pretty good right now. Cool. <laughs> I can help you for free. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. the best I can do. Cool. Well, Colin, I want to uh, thank you for your time and wish you continued luck in making the best of your you know, to be stranded in Miami, my you know, worst places you can be stranded. So hope things, uh, you, you know, your, your business continues to thrive while you're there and you keep finding ways to occupy, occupy your time and keep your mindset great and keep looking at the positive side of everything. And for everybody listening, that's, you know, the advice to you that if you're finding yourself, you have more time on your hands, invest in yourself, right? Know thyself, dig in, um, what's been holding you back? What do you really want to do? Set some goals. When, when, when you're allowed to go outside and hug people again, how are you going to live your life when, when that opportunity is there, right? So all the, the books and the links that Colin has mentioned, they'll be at realmanfield.org in the show notes. And um, again, thank you, Colin. Thank you, everyone, for listening for us. Uh, and be good to yourself. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Contact us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel.